because you made it through all of your classes. And mom got you up in time, got you dressed. Dad made sure you did all your homework. And it may not have always been easy, but you made it happen. You are graduating high school and entering into a new season. But you never quit learning. And I want you to know some things in your life may change. But the love and support that you have here at Greater Life Church is not one of those things. You'll never lose those things. We believe even now that whatever you put your hands on will prosper and that God is going to use you in a whole new way. Not in the lives of students in your high school, but perhaps in your college class or even at your job. And I will not be long tonight and I will keep my comment short and sweet, but I want to turn to the Bible to a very familiar scripture that many of us can quote. It's a scripture many use around graduation time to put in their yearbook as their favorite scripture. Some put it on their letterman jacket and wear it proudly. But it's Philippians 4 and 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I want you all to say it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 22, it says, For if ye shall diligently keep all of these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to cleave unto him, then will the Lord drive out all of the nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. And tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject, no limits. No limits. We start our education with a supply list. Even in pre-K, they have a list of things that you will need. And while the list is a lot smaller in pre-K than it is in high school and even college, and probably a lot cheaper, there are some important items on this list. One of these items is something, if Brother Gabe would take these three items here and bring them over to you guys and pass them out to you, is a pack of crayons. That's for you guys to keep. Don't ever say, I didn't ever give you anything. This pack of colors is not worth too much money. But there are things that have been drawn using colors that are priceless. If you don't ask me, if you don't believe me, just ask mom. We use colors as our writing utensil in pre-K. It isn't sharp. It, is, it isn't too messy. It doesn't turn out as beautiful as maybe a pencil or a pen would, but it's perfect for beginners. It is placed in our hands at an early age to show how artistic we can be. But even at an early age, we are handed a paper, and on this paper is lines and guides. There are pictures with empty spaces. The image is there, but the color is not. It's called a coloring sheet. Someone has given us a paper with limitations. 
someone has set up a pre-designed picture for you to add your own touch to, opposed to you creating something for yourself. Immediately, when given this piece of paper with all of these restrictions, you hear your first instructions, whether it was from mom and dad or your preschool teacher, but they say, stay inside the lines. Be sure to color inside the lines. We want you to succeed, but it needs to be in these parameters. We want you to be creative, but we helped you out in the process by adding an image for you already. And it's up to you to fill in the blank spaces with the color of your choice. Unless perhaps they gave you one with the numbers that go to the color and then you had to do what it told you to do. We enjoy the pictures. We enjoy the images that we get to color. Perhaps it's a Ninja Turtle. Perhaps it's Easter eggs or Santa Claus or even another favorite cartoon character. If you're at Sunday school, perhaps it's Peter, James, and John. But as wonderful as it is, it has limits. You can draw all that perhaps you want to draw because the Ninja Turtle is taking up too much of the paper. So you just color that Ninja Turtle. But give a child a blank piece of paper and allow them to draw what they want to draw. And you will get some interesting stuff. No, it probably won't be as pretty as the coloring page. No, it won't make much sense to you what is on that piece of paper. But to them, it is as valuable as the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper. To them, it is worth being in any art museum in this entire world, to them, it all makes sense. It is on this blank canvas that they are able to express themselves. They are able to write down their own story. They are allowed to paint their own image. They say that there was a study done with some kids several years ago, and they gave some preschoolers a box of crayons and a blank piece of paper. And they monitored them and watched them as they began drawing whatever their minds could think of and the expressions on their face and the imagination that was flowing through them. Trees and houses, people, animals, the ocean, mountains. Creativity was just oozing from them. And then they took some elementary students who were older and wiser and they gave them coloring sheets with lines already drawn. And they also monitored them and watched them. And the excitement was not near what it was with the smaller kids because they got to do whatever they wanted to do. And they were able to let their imagination soar and draw all kinds of images. These elementary students just sat there and colored the picture. Not too much to ooh and ah about. Sure, it was cute and sure it made sense to everyone what it was. But there was no creativity. You see, we want people to grow and succeed, and we want them to prosper. We want them to find their inner Beethoven or Ben Carson, or we want them to tap into their Van Gogh potential. We want them to fill in the blanks, but yet when they are small children, we give them a limit, and we put a cap on their potential. Stay inside the lines. Don't get outside of the lines. The picture won't be the same if you mess it up. How different would lives have been if God had said, you know what, 
Instead of the original plan I had, I want you to just walk as far as that tree over there and as far as that mountain right there and as far as that bush right there and as far as that water right there and I'll give that little patch of land to you. You can have that right there. But God said, you know what? I believe in this person that I'm telling this to and I believe that if I tell them they can go anywhere and they can do anything, and I will give them whatever they, they desire. Then you know what? I'm going to do that. And so God told Moses, Moses, wherever you go, wherever your foot touches, I'm going to give it to you. There's no limitations. There's no lines, no boundaries. I'm telling you, whatever you want, you can have it. God didn't give lines and limitations and say you could go this far and this far and this far, but that's it. Because I don't want you to mess up the picture. No, sir, God said, everywhere your foot touches, it belongs to you. There are no lines, there are no limitations, no limits. Wherever you go, it's yours. The world is your oyster. Some of you say, what in the world does that even mean? It's a lot like painting the town red. It's one of those old sayings that you might have to look up on Google to figure out what it means. But the world is your oyster means you are in a position to take the opportunities that life has to offer. Or you've heard the sky is the limit. Albert Einstein said, for an idea that first does not seem insane, there is no hope. It was once said, it's great to think outside of the box. But it's even better when you realize that there is no box. A famous man you might have heard of him, wrote a couple of books or two by the name of Dr. Seuss or Theodore Geisel. He said, you have brains in your head. Parents think that's debatable. You have feet in your shoes and you can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know and you are the one who will decide where to go. In Spain stands a monument to the great explorer Christopher Columbus. Its most interesting feature is the statue of a lion destroying one of three Latin words. These three words had been part of Spain's motto for centuries. On Christopher Columbus's first voyage, he sailed through unknown waters to an unknown destination. Before his voyage, Spain's standards carried three words in Latin. The same words were written on the left edge of the maps of that day. They carried this around and these three words were chiseled into stone. These three words were ne plus ultra, which meant no more beyond. Don't bother searching because there's no more beyond. Don't bother exploring Columbus because we've searched all that there is to explore. And while the world was convinced there was nothing more beyond... Columbus was not. His ships returned and the discovery of a land, wealth, and opportunity beyond marked the dawn of a new age. The world was forever changed. So much so that the king of Spain changed the motto of the land to read as it does today. One word is torn away by that lion. It is now plus ultra, which means more beyond with new worlds just over the horizon, the belief that there was nothing more was replaced by the confident claim that there was indeed more beyond. 
Columbus was known as an explorer because he was willing to push the limits. Man had given him a piece of paper that said, this is what you need to stay confined to. Stay inside of these lines, Columbus. Stay inside these guidelines that we've made for you and, and make something out of this. But Columbus said, no limits. There is more out there to be discovered. There was a young lady who was told by an acting school that she was wasting her time and hours. She then became one of the most famous female comedian actresses of all time. Her name was Lucille Ball. There's a young man who had to play on the junior varsity team at his high school. He's the most famous and most successful basketball player of all time. His name was Michael Jordan. This young man was told by his music teacher that he was hopeless as a composer. He was deaf and his parents died when he was young and he had to raise his younger brothers. He became one of the most famous composers of all time, Beethoven. He was fired from a newspaper job because of lack of an imagination. This young man created Mickey Mouse, Disneyland, and the Disney Company, Walt Disney. This man had only five years of schooling. He lost eight elections and failed in business, yet still became the 16th president of the United States and saw the U.S. through the Civil War and ended slavery, Abraham Lincoln. His first book was rejected by 22 publishers, but is now known as the most famous children's author of all time, Dr. Seuss. What if I told you, Moses, that wherever your feet touch, I will give it to you? What if I told you that there are no lines? What if I told you, you three really can be anything that you want to be? What if I told you there are no limits? What if I told you there is more beyond? What if I told you, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you? Sure, there are limitations in life. Sure, there are moral and spiritual boundaries that you need to abide by. But when it comes to your future and your school and your career, there is nothing you cannot succeed in if you put your mind to it. Just remember the things which are impossible with men are still possible with God. Just remember what the word says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in his name, he will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in His name, He said He would do it. Second Corinthians 3 in the message says, Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read just by looking at you. King James says, Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Every day you live your life, it is a letter anyone can read. Your life is an open book. You can write it how the world tells you to. You can abide by their lines and, and do what they're telling you to do and how they're telling you to do it. And you can listen to the haters and the doubters. You can listen to those who say you'll never make it. You can stick to coloring pages with the usual ending. Or you can color a masterpiece and choose to have no limits. You can be who God is calling you to be and go where he is calling you to go. We don't get to decide how our life starts. We don't get to choose what kind of home we grew up in, good or bad. And we don't get to decide a lot of things. But we can choose the way we want it to end. 
And I want it to end saying, he made it. He made it. There is more beyond. This is not the end. In fact, for you three, this is only the beginning. Take what has been given to you and make some great things. Make masterpieces. Take life's crayons that it gives you and make a masterpiece. Sure, it may not seem like much to some and the potential that you have, others may look at and think that it's not much, but take what God has given you and make something wonderful of it. There are no limits. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen. Would you give these young people a round of applause and tell them how much you love and appreciate them? I'm going to do that by reading from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 12. Would you stand three awesome young people? You don't have to, just the graduates. Let me clarify myself. I want to talk to them. Y'all can listen. I'm going to paraphrase, so please don't anybody think I'm not reading the right Bible. I'm reading from the New English Translation, and this is what Paul wrote to a young man named Timothy, and it applies to a young lady as well, Sister Heather. He said, let no one look down on you because you are young, but set an example in your speech, in your conduct, in your love, in your faithfulness. And in your purity. Until I come give attendance to reading, writing, and arithmetic. No, he didn't say that. I said that. He said, until I come give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching, almost. Do not neglect the gift you have. Take pains with these things and be absorbed in them so that everyone will see your progress. Persevere in this because by doing so, you will save yourself. Tonight, I know that your parents are extremely proud of you. And they're probably silently breathing a deep sigh of relief. I will tell you, it would be a good time to hit them up for some money because they're in a good mood right now. Graduation for anyone is an accomplishment, and we do applaud you tonight. But I want to remind you that this is not an end. This is just a new beginning. The word graduation comes from the same root word that the word grade comes from. Now, Not grade as in an A, B, or C, but in a level or step as someone who progresses up the side of a mountain. And so your graduation is really a commencement to another level of life. And you are being challenged tonight by three things. Number one, as your pastor, I am challenging you to stay focused on the right thing. 
There's a lot of distractions in life, but there are some things that are priorities. Keep your eyes focused on the priorities. Number two, allow the opposition that you encounter from this stage forward to be an opportunity for you to grow and to become the man or the woman that God created you to be. And number three, make sure that you navigate by the right light. Look for the right examples. There are surrounding you a host of witnesses tonight that have graduated from many things. may not just be high school. It may be trials or troubles. But don't allow yourself to be distracted. And keep your eyes focused on the right thing and navigate by the right light. There was a college professor that was coming to the end of the semester and he was getting his class ready for their test in organic biology. And everybody said, ugh. And uh, he knew they had not done very well. And so he came in and he talked to them about how happy he had been to be their professor that semester and how privileged he was to have taught them and they all silently said oh yeah and then he said I realize that your uh, grade point average could be greatly affected by this class and I don't want any of you to fail so I'll tell you what I'm going to do and make a deal with you any of you that want to opt out of the test I promise you I will give you a passing grade. Maybe a D, but I'll give you a passing grade. Almost all the class stood up and walked out. There were a few that remained, and he looked around at those that remained. He said, now I'm giving you one more chance. And there were a few that were kind of on the brink, didn't know whether they wanted to, and they finally got up and walked out. And when the door closed, he turned to those that remained, and he smiled, and he said, well, I'm glad you believe in yourself. They're going to get a D but you're going to get an A, class dismissed. Don't ever settle for anything but the best. Amen. Church, would you give them a hand of applause and appreciation for what they have accomplished? Amen. Brother Landon's going to help me. We've got some Bibles And uh, I would challenge you to go to Psalms 119 and read that before you read anything else because it has to do with what this book's all about. It's a light unto our path. Amen. And I am glad that we can do this. Heather, we're going to honor our ladies first. Heather Stafford, would you come and receive your Bible tonight? Anthony Carrico, would you come? Last but not least, Andrew Schrader. I know they know everything there is to know about life. At this point, but I am telling you, I don't know of any group of young people 
that I have ever been more proud of than our group here, and these are three of the very best. We honor you tonight. God bless you. Thank you for your accomplishments. You may leave the building, and your leaving will help us leave the building. God bless you.